historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-Z. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue recording on this, the 9th of July. I am Dino, and you are? And I am Ace. Welcome, everyone. Yeah! Um, hope everybody had a good 4th of July. Uh, did you do anything 4th of July? Yes, yes. No, I, not really. I, would, well, I cooked on the grill a little bit, cooked some steaks and stuff like that, but nothing. Uh, this year didn't really go to see fireworks at all, although there were a bunch like firing near my place. Uh, so it was very loud. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not usually a person who complains about that. But for people who have like, you know, uh, dogs that don't like it, I completely like understand their complaints about fireworks. Um, yeah, I get it. And stuff like that. I get it. Yeah. But it's one of those things, too, where it's like, look, it, it, it's two days out of the year. People get to do this. Right. They get yeah. to do this on on the fourth and on New Year's. Yeah, I'm right. I, yeah. I I understand that it's uncomfortable for some people. I get that. Mm-hmm. Totally empathize with that. Yeah, it's two days out of the year. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's also, also it's okay. <laughs> There's some people who like, especially like in anarchist circles, who if you say, if you talk about July 4th in any type of positive context, they immediately like get, get triggered. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, look, guys, you can. Here's the thing. And maybe this is a, like a, a deeper philosophical belief I have. Just because you are celebrating a day. It does not mean you are therefore celebrating everything that has been ever been associated with that day and all the, you know, meanings that have been tied to it. Right. Like, uh, right. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people celebrate Christmas and they're not Christian. Yes. Uh, you know, things like that. There's so, absolutely something like, valuable, cool. too, about like the uh, kicking the British off the continent and and like like uh, yes. the the the, yeah. the actual story of of the foundation of the United States is a cool story. Like it's not, right. it's, I mean, I mean, there's some, there's some bullshit to it. Yeah. Okay. So the taxes yeah. on the colonies weren't actually all that bad to begin with. That's totally true. Right. The, the, you know, there's a lot of stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. all history has, but it's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. And it's allowed like, to be look, cool. Right. And even if you just want an excuse to like make food on the grill or something like that, right, or just enjoy yourself, that's fine. Like, so what? Nobody <laughs> celebrates St. Patrick on St. Patrick's Day. It's a drinking holiday for you and your friends. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, right. That's, that's, I mean, that's fine. It's allowed to be yeah, that. Yeah. Same thing with, like, Cinco de Mayo. Nobody celebra- right. Nobody's actually celebrating. So it's a drinking holiday for you to get together with your friends and drink. Have fun. Right, Enjoy exactly. it. Right, yeah. So I, and a lot of times, you know, you see this with like, oh, well, don't you like I, I've seen libertarians be like, oh, well, don't you know, that's a government holiday. It's like, I don't care. I, I don't <laughs> care. I, 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 maybe someone else does care. And you can go talk to them. But I a don't. government holiday in the sense that the federal government recognizes it as a holiday. Yeah. Right, yes. Yes. There are people who I've seen who get actually mad about. Oh, so you're just buying into the fact that the government can just make a holiday and you're going along with it. It's like, no, dude, just <laughs> any excuse, like, look, any excuse people can have to have a peaceful, fun time. I'm OK with. Yeah. Who can? I, I don't understand being upset about the about the about the existence of a bank holiday. That just right. seems weird to me. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, it's, uh, it's very strange. 
I get it. Yes, it's arbitrary. They're uh, they're all to some extent yeah. arbitrary, but like, yeah. but, uh, so is I mean, the, so is so are days in the calendar, right? Uh, it's like, <laughs> it's like, so arbitrary. are the names of months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just lo- some. There are so many people on Twitter uh, and libertarians in general who just need to loosen up. Oh Just yeah. Loosen up, please. Oh, yeah. I beg you. Oh yeah. It's it's re- <laughs> it's endemic. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is something that might convince people who think along those lines, okay? Mm-hmm. No one's going to want to be on your team if you're miserable to be around. Right. So yes. so and at this the is very why- least loosen up yeah. for that reason. Why do you think like people like kids in general, right? Uh Especially like in the 80s, right? Kids growing up in the 80s or something. There was a specific like walk away from conservatives and conservatism like during like, mm-hmm. the D&D satanic panic and all that, right? Yep. Where uh, a lot of kids are just like, I don't want to be involved or like involved with like uh, like super conservative like politics just because these people hate fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that was the primary motivation. Like, exactly. The, you know, the video games thing, it, it, whenever you are the type of person where you find yourself on the opposite side of just people having a fun, good time, you're going to lose, like, politically. Especially like, a perfectly wholesome, fun time. It's like, this isn't, yeah, exactly. this isn't, it's not like this is, this isn't arguing for, like, I don't care what you think about naked people in the streets, but this certainly isn't that. This is a barbecue right. with your family. This is a, this is, right. I mean, this is not a, ugh. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you had a good time. We just hung out. We didn't do shit. We we just yeah, hung out. That's that's how I am for most like events or holidays. It's like, oh, I have an excuse to be lazy. This is fantastic. <laughs> yep. Oh, this is great. Here up top of the show. Uh, before I forget, I had mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it now, and I'll probably mention it on the next episode too. I'm going to reschedule. It's coming up, the anniversary of the bombing of Hiroshima. And so (laughs) I'm going to reschedule our episode on that topic. Um, That will re-upload on that day, along with that week's actual episode. Okay, so, so you're getting two, the listeners are getting two episodes, one yes. rerun and a new one. For okay. those of you, if you haven't heard, if you haven't heard that episode, I'm, I'm, I'm only re-uploading, if you've listened to it, fine. But I'm only re-uploading because I'm sure there are people who haven't heard it, and it is mm-hmm. a, it's very good, and it's very interesting, mm-hmm. and I'm, it's one of the episodes that I'm proudest of. And I think it's important. And so it's really good. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it also touches on because right. It's about Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but it's not just about that. right? No, it, it, it's a, it's the fact that it, it's the kind of the lens through which people see other people, especially in other countries. Yes. Um, and how that sort of like dictates like their views on policy and right? how and what they view is justified and how propaganda can affect that as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to let people know that that's also going to be in the feed that week. And look, like I know like people growing up in the West, right. Have been heavily like, uh, you know, like in, embedded with like propaganda, especially about world war two. Oh know? yeah. And it's not all propaganda, but the fact that, you know, there is a certain element where it's like, you know, the, the West, uh, you know, the allies, they could do no wrong. That type right. of thing. Which yes. Is very much like just 
you know, you have to be uh, like, I, I don't know how many other places, uh, how many other people would have that view if they did not grow up in the West, the, the Western education. System. I'm going to, I'm going to guess very why. few. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that type of belief. And, you know, it's funny you brought that up, too. It's like it's approaching August and I every August I'm like, oh, boy, here, here we go. I, I better get the folders out with all my links. Get them ready in a row. What is it? Is it August? It it's August 6th, right? August um, 6th and August 8th, I believe. Yeah. Uh, that, or, yeah August or 6th and, or maybe August 9th. Yeah. August 6th and August 9th. Yeah, yep. they, uh, so it, every every time that rolls around, it's like Christmas. It's Christmas yeah. for Ace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time yeah. to talk about the nukes again. <laughs> I never have a shortage of people to quote tweet on those days. It's no, funny. It's no. like, uh, there's, I can never get to all of them. There's just too many. <laughs> Especially as people become further entrenched and it becomes cooler to be an edgy yeah. asshole about it. Right. And I love, my favorite part is... Uh, the people who call you stupid and wrong and you don't know history, and then the very same people when you show sources are like, "Well, I was never taught that." Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know you weren't. Yeah, there's a lot you were never taught. <laughs> yeah, I remember some guy. It was I might have talked about this on the uh, Hiroshima Nagasaki episode, but there was some guy who like w- kept DMing me, like saying, "You're so stupid. You're so dumb." And then I posted him a link. He's like. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like, yo, we're, yeah. Of course shocking. you didn't. I know yeah, you shocking. didn't. I'm aware that you yeah, didn't know yeah. this. <laughs> like, I try not to. I try not to give off this, like, you know, this air of superiority, uh, like over topics and stuff like that. But sure. this is one where I'm just like, I when I whenever I like are talking to someone, I always have this feeling of just wanting to boast. I know more about this than yes, you. exactly. Shut up, exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I read yeah, the report. I've re- I've yes. read this. I've read all these all, read, all this documentation. Yes. You're wrong. Yes, <laughs> I've read journalist letters confirming the reports. Like, please shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there yeah. is a uh, there is a conspiracy theory that has gained 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 traction in air quotes, right? In the sense that, that the way that conspiracy theories do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where it's, you know, maybe 12 people, but it's 12 people who talk about it a lot, um, that the bombs didn't exist. Oh, yes. That the I, whole yes. thing never <laughs> actually happened. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a film theory. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Okay, so I just wanted to talk about that because um, that's going to be, don't be, mm-hmm. just so people aren't, like, surprised or weirded out when that drops in the feed again, because it is a it is a, an episode from last year, It's um, and it's one that Ace and I both are proud of, mm-hmm. and one that I think is yeah. important enough to put back into the feed for people who haven't heard it. Um, yeah. So it's right there up top, you don't have to go look for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We talked a little bit on the last episode about the social media wars that are happening now. Mm-hmm. It's 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 World War Three on the internet. Yes. <laughs> uh, Twitter, uh, they fixed their rate limiting thing, right? They did. Yes. Yes. So there's no that that is no longer happening. But I gotta say, man, and funnily enough, uh, you can the um, Twitter app is now accessible even if you don't have an account now, which is those oh, two they things took that away too. Yeah, oh. those two things coincided. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So maybe there was something that to is... that idea. 
<laughs> yeah, because if you if you remember tweets, they were not embedding when you would link them, yep. like into uh, into like Discord or something, and now they are. Uh, yep, and the, and now the rate limiting has been fixed. Also, very weird how those two things happened. Yeah, huh? Maybe there was something to that. Maybe I, I think yeah, maybe there must have been. Um. Well, we also mentioned on that episode that they fired a bunch of their engineers when Elon took over. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, after... Okay, so... Where did they go, Dean? Yeah. <laughs> Twitter contends that a bunch of them went over to Meta. <laughs> that a bunch of them were hired at Meta. Meta, of course, owns Facebook. Meta also owns Instagram and yeah. in, under the Instagram umbrella now is a Twitter competitor, a microblogging platform, as they were once called, um, called Threads. And as as I have not yet made a Threads account, mm-hmm. um, but the joke is that it's just super corporate. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it is. It is where, like, so... I I made an account. I didn't. I don't think I posted on there. Maybe I did. I don't remember. But anyway, um, I was on there for like maybe two minutes. But it was literally just brand accounts talking to each other. Yes. Um, and that was it. <laughs> like it's like all right. Well, this is not my place now. I people right, but people there 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 are people who complain also that Threads does not allow you to curate your feed. It it just it just throws shit into your feed for you. Yeah. Like it's the for you feed I think just all the time. They're working. They're working on more features. I think this. Yeah. This obviously seems to me is it wasn't intended to release just yet. Undercut. Um, but they did it to hit. They yeah, they did it so that they could get people fling from Twitter. Right. So when when Twitter was getting yeah. shaky, they were like, "Let's just push it, and we'll add the other features later." Get get the minimum yep. viable product, viable product out now, while we can yep. capitalize on Twitter falling apart. Which makes sense. Um. There's there's also a uh, I think honestly I like the I kind of prefer the way Blue Sky did it where it's like hey you can just make feeds I agree yeah I, I agree it's much better yeah yeah here's the feed review you're following here's the uh, what's hot feed and then you can just make feeds people can just make feeds you want stuff that yep. talks about Gundam here's all this here's all the Gundam related shit on the website in yep. a feed it's really cool yep um but in any case. Uh, Elon and Twitter decided to threaten to sue Meta because threads came out. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we get too deep into that, have you noticed that Twitter's gotten shit? Like, really shit? Uh, yes, I, I mean, can you be specific? Because okay. that's not specific enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the content. Like, since the, since the rate limiting thing happened and all this other stuff went down, mm-hmm. uh, I have maybe... I follow... How many accounts do I follow on Twitter? I can look right now. I follow uh, 500 accounts on mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, I've seen, I see the same 30 accounts in my following feed. So that, so that problem for me has been happening for a long time. It's, it's um, gotten worse. Because like, I did notice okay. it. And I think that's one of the reasons. I think on the last episode we talked about not having been on Twitter for a little bit but that's mm-hmm. that's it started getting really bad then but but it's gotten to where twitter's almost unbearable like it's it's the same 30 oh, yeah. people i don't know if you've ever had this issue but when i like you know when you scroll up to like or update your feed i will always have the same people at the top of my feed even when i update it 
Uh, right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just shows me the same, like, four tweets over and over, even if they were hours old. And yeah. I'm on latest. I'm not on top. Yeah. You know, you can you set, like, your preference for, like, new tweets or, like, hit tweets or whatever. Yeah, it's on live tweets, but it's show- It's not showing me live tweets. Yeah. It's on not the following me, like, tab. Real time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm having that same issue. It, it's gotten, mm-hmm. it, it's gotten to the point where it's just like, uh, honestly, if it's just these, you know, thirty or so people, I'd just as soon burn their burn their twitters to an RSS feed and just drop them in an RSS reader and go somewhere else. And then if they right. post something interesting, it'll show up in my RSS reader. Right. Like it's 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 that bad. <laughs> yeah it's it's very bad the for you tap is especially bad that you know i don't think you should oh. ever uh i mean i'm not gonna tell you what no. to do but for me personally it's really bad the i never you tab is just rage bait it's just it is, rage bait it's it's absolutely, it is. yeah it is it's to drive engagement and how do you drive engagement really well you make people mad you make them mad enough to click on the post that's yep. how you drive engagement <laughs> and there are several accounts that went over to blue sky accounts that i enjoy so it's mm-hmm. it's like yeah. there's I'm I feel like same. I'm not really missing much. Um yeah. Except same. for the uh, 3D printed gun community has not moved anywhere yet. Yeah. Oh, I Yeah, I feel like it, once they move to Blue Sky it'll be a lot better. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, because then there's then we'll get to see what happens when <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to see what happens when um the various stripes of trans people fight. Right. Be like in a gladiatorial arena. <laughs> Just, right, right, yeah. The ones that print guns and the ones that hate guns can battle it out. Right, <laughs> right exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of excited that, for that it's, development. It's funny because I, I, I follow, like, on Blue Sky, I follow some, like, uh, more, like, leftish people, like, leftish, like, anarchist, but they're all, like, anarchist adjacent yes, or anarchist yeah. or anarchist adjacent. And they're like, man, there's so many cops on this site. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. It's really funny. Um, yeah. Okay, so we were saying the, uh, the Twitter has basically threatened to sue Meta for launching threads. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Reuters piece about this that's pretty concise. Um, Twitter has threatened to sue Meta Platforms over its new Threads platform in a letter sent to the Facebook parent CEO Mark Zuckerberg by Twitter's lawyer Alex Spiro. Meta, which launched Threads on Wednesday and has logged more than 30 million signups, looks to take Elon Musk's Twitter by leveraging Instagram's billions of users. Spiro, in his letter, accused... I say Spiro. It could be Spyro. Um... In his letter, accused Meta of hiring former Twitter employees who had and continue to have access to Twitter's trade secrets and other highly confidential information. News website Semaphore first reported, Twitter intend, uh, quote, Twitter intends to strictly enforce its intellectual property rights and demands that Meta take immediate steps to stop using any, twi- any Twitter trade secrets or highly confidential information, Spiro wrote in the letter. A Reuters source of knowledge of the letter confirmed its contents on Thursday. Uh, quote, no one in the Threads engineering team is a former Twitter employee. That's just not a thing, Meta spokesperson Andy Stone said in a Threads post. <laughs> <laughs> Is Twitter not even accusing them of, like, signing a non-compete? That's the thing that I'm a little confused about. So, trade secrets, right, is one Uh thing. Like, trade secret. I mean, here's the thing. (sighs) The way that IP works, right, is that if you're going to try and get a patent on something, 
on a technology, on a method, on an algorithmic method for doing something, whatever it may be. It has to be public. You're patenting it. It, it, it. People have to know that you own that. So you have to make it public mm-hmm. that what it is. There's a re- that's the reason that the, the quote-unquote Coke formula is not patented. Because, mm-hmm. because instead they utilize NDAs and other methods by which they keep the quote-unquote Coke formula a secret. Because mm-hmm. if they patented it, it, it would be public. And so the the trade secrets thing kind of confused me. But as far as non-compete goes, which is your question, um, that would only apply to the employees of Twitter. Right. If right. they even signed one. Right. Which I, yeah. I wouldn't think you would. Right. And also, yeah, that's a good point that you brought up about like the trade secrets versus like having a, pa- a public patent about something. But right. also, um, what IP would... N- Twitter even technically own outside of its, you know, it's, it's obviously its logo. Would they actually own any of the, um, well, I, I guess like, I, I'm not familiar with this. Could they own a specific type of algorithm uh, or like have, have that patented? I'm, I'm can, not, I don't even know if they do. You can own code. Um, mm-hmm. You, you, yes, you, you absolutely can own code. Um, but again, it, it has to be like publicly patented. And I think there's, mm-hmm. I think there's also the idea of of theft of code being its own thing, right? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like how uh, similar to if you were to, uh, for example, let's say you photocopy a book and start selling the book, right? right. They're going to come at you for pirating the book. Um, you can do the same thing with code, and and actually there was a, an issue uh, related to that that went to the Supreme Court, uh, I think, a couple of years ago. But in any case, unless they have evidence that Threads is using code that was written at Twitter, there's no case here. Right. That's yeah. At least yeah. I'm glad you said that because that was my layman like initial response. Is like, where even is the case? <laughs> where mm-hmm. even could this be a winning lawsuit? Right. Right. And so I would think, I mean, the only thing I can think of I mean, is, is, is if those engineers have a non-compete, first of all, if they even exist, because Meta's position is that we've never right. hired a Twitter engineer. What are you talking about? Um, if they even exist, they would have had to sign a non-compete in order to not go work at Meta, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. even outside of that, let's say they didn't sign that non-compete. Well, they can go to Meta and write code that accomplishes the same goal as the code that they wrote at Twitter. And as long as it's different code, it doesn't matter. Right. There's no case. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, if they copy-paste the code, there might be something there. Mm-hmm. But, but right. I, 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 mean, I mean, these big-ass companies are reticent to do that. Because yeah, think, then you get into litigation about it. Yeah. <laughs> so first, uh, you know, first it was what, uh, before this happened, it was um, Elon and Zuckerberg were going to have a boxing match. Yeah. And yeah. then that didn't happen. And now it, now it's lawsuits uh, being threatened. Yes. So. And Elon tweeted, I think today he tweeted, Zuck is a cuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> i I just want these guys to beat each other senseless that's all i want right yeah who do you think would win my money is on zuckerberg personally Uh, really yes huh 
See, did you I see was, him? Uh, did you see him uh, versus? Well, I think it was Lex Friedman. Yeah, him and Lex Friedman training, and I was unimpressed. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think of I don't think as Lex Friedman as a guy who I couldn't take. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I agree. No, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So, it, uh, but I think that I think my reasoning is that I think Zuckerberg would pull out some like reptilian uh, stranglehold or something oh, like that, right? right? Uh, some reptilian strength. Yes, and uh, yeah. He's got an extra joint in his legs that goes the other way. He can use that. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he, he's just... <clears throat> I don't know, man. I... I, I, I Elon, Elon is interesting in one way, but, but Zuckerberg is interesting in a whole different way. Did you see the, there's a video of him going around where he basically admits that they censored some shit they should not have censored during COVID. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and it was basically what he says is like it's it's very difficult to handle misinformation issues because you have a situation like covid where the science is moving very quickly and you have people that are making arguments that end up getting censored as misinformation. And then years down the line, you look back and it's and there was merit to that. It was debatable or it was even true. So it's 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 hard to do that. He also Mm -hmm. talked about, like, do you censor people for just being wrong? I mean, if there's nothing, if there's right. nothing dangerous that falls out of just being wrong, do you censor that just because they're wrong? Like, right? Yeah. Anyway, it, it was an interesting sort of question that he asked himself. I think he was on. I think it was actually on Lex's show, but I didn't watch the whole episode. Um, I, yeah. In general, like at least that's an interesting topic. Because on on one hand, it's like, well, my position is always, well, you know, you shouldn't censor these people. Yeah, even just don't do wrong. it. Uh, I, I think, though, like, you know, if we want to argue for the other side, though, I think, like, if you want to say, okay, here, you know, because not not everything people are saying is obviously correct, but if you wanted to do it in a, uh, you know, a less harsh way, you wouldn't censor them. You would do sort of like what the community notes thing is like saying, hey, here is what the official yep. data says and leave it at that. Yep. Right. That's um, actually if that's that, what you wanted to do. I do think community notes is ultimately the solution because this is the yeah. to, to sort of to try and empathize with being in that kind of position. Right. You have two. There are two sort mm-hmm. of forces working against you. You probably mm-hmm. you probably feel. Well, there might be three forces. You you probably feel a a sense of responsibility as someone who operates a massive repository of information to make sure that that information isn't going to hurt people. Right. I, I think I think feeling that sense of responsibility is a human thing. So Zuckerberg might not feel it. He's a reptile, but other people right. in his orbit might. <laughs> he might try to feel it. You right. Know, like, exactly. He might feel like he should try to feel it. <laughs> it would behoove him to pretend he feels it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, hey, he, one day he just wakes up and he puts a jar of barbecue sauce on a shelf. Like yeah, exactly. Person, you like, know, and yeah. he, just, he tries to be one of us. It's you know, he's I'll give him an A for effort. Ultimately, I think that's what motivated jack when he left and started uh building the at mm-hmm. protocol i think that's mm-hmm. what motivated him i think he felt that responsibility and he thought you know what i shouldn't have this responsibility this right. should be this should be uh democratized yeah i remember yeah i remember watching an interview with jack where he was basically saying that you know his end goal what he if he could do anything what he would want is a type of a decentralized internet to the point where 
it was impossible to censor anyone. Yes. Um, truly. Like there would be no permanent bans outside of like some horrendous thing, like, you know, it's a yeah. horrendous exception or something like that. Well, actually breaking the book. law is a good standard, right. at least, at least, right. at least here. Right. I mean, then you have right. some least, nations yeah. where it's like, well, your laws say some shit that I disagree with heavily. So, right. Um, right. Yeah. But but yeah, like he, I, I remember Jack saying, like you know, he would eventually want it to where it would not be centralized, where there would not be you know uh, these governments or corporations having ownership of like a, a big public platform like right. Twitter or something like that, and being able to like put their thumb on the scale. Um, I think uh, having know, been like in his that. position, he felt that responsibility and thought it was yeah. too much power. Yeah, um, yeah. He my, seems my, like my that kind of Jack is still like. A, a genuine person who got in over his head. Yes. Uh, that, who yes. built something that outgrew him. <laughs> it was his Joe Rogan appearance when that woman was speaking for him. That yeah. And he was almost scared to talk. I was watching that and I was just like, this guy yeah. doesn't want to be in this position. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want this. Um, in any case, mm-hmm. is that, so, so I can understand that force sort of working on someone who operates one of these websites. Um, the other force that you have operating, and this is... Um, this could be important depending upon where you are. And that is the threat of liability. Right. If, if you have people using your platform to distribute information that is, uh, that directly harms somebody and, um, you have jurisdictions that don't have section two thirty protections and you have people arguing that section two thirty protections should be taken away here. Well, that opens up liability to those companies and, and, and they could easily be dragged into litigation when somebody does inject bleach in their veins or whatever the fuck somebody right. said they ought to do. Trump never <laughs> said that, of course, but I mean, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, I mean, we have kid we had kids eating Tide Pods for like a year. You know, exactly. This, <laughs> misinformation can actually hurt people sometimes. Yes, I mean, even, you know, it can lead people to hurt themselves. But yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? There were some kids who asphyxiated during the cinnamon challenge. That's not even misinformation. Right. That's just a dumb Internet trend. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. So it's it, you have a threat of litigation there, especially if Section 230 protections are taken away. You have the threat of litigation there that someone used your platform to say something that caused someone else harm. That's that mm-hmm. could absolutely lead to liability. And then you have um, another force working, which I, I I'm reticent to, to presume how much there may be to it. But the idea that I mean, some of these people are your advertisers, right? So. I mean, are, what are, if someone's out there saying your advertiser is doing thus and so bad thing, are you going to shut that down? Because that's your advertiser. They may want you to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's another sort of level of it. But I, So I can understand why they, they would feel the need to censor their sites. I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. It's also, I think... If if what I think of the way Jack thinks about this stuff is correct, I think he's probably right about it, which means yeah. I'm, I'm right about it and projecting that onto him, I suppose. Um. <laughs> I also think, uh, you know, we were, cause we've talked about like Blue Sky and how it's um, uh, how what it was filed under. Like it's it's not a traditional company in the sense that a tra- traditional company's main motive is to generate profits for the shareholders. Yes, yes. it's a, right? a, yes. um, a big it, It's also. And I think to be a what if you're an advertiser, right? Um, 
remember you as an advertiser you're, you're trying to get the most outreach but you're also trying to make sure that you're not going to hurt your brand in the process right mm-hmm. so you know you want to make sure that you know you kind of do want if you're an advertiser you do want this safe centralized environment almost to be safe to advertise to people yes um, that's not going to cause some you know huge backlash that's going to have people you know uh, uh you know some huge thing blowing up in the culture war or something like that you know it's just some, a bunch of things could happen or, or just being right next to porn i mean that's right, yes I mean, right. if you got exactly i mean if i'm if i'm you know play school toys and i'm trying to or mattel or i don't know who owns play school is it mattel that owns play school or hasbro anyway if i'm if i'm mattel or hasbro and i'm advertising toys on facebook i don't want that showing up right next to porn right uh, is that that would right, exactly. that would hurt my image as a brand right and again i'm not defending like i, I again i have to be clear i'm not defending like a centralized you know social media platform no. i'm just saying that if if i was stepping in the shoes of an advertiser it would make sense why you would want that kind of like centralized uh, regulatory structure sure trying to make everything an even playing field. it's what caused the adpocalypse on youtube if you remember the, right. the 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 adpocalypse on youtube was caused by two things the first was um that that the advertisers it, it, it kind of blew up publicly that ads were playing on videos that were outside we'll just say outside the overton window right so yes it it was particularly it people were mad about right-wing content nazi content wig wig nat content having Mm -hmm. uh advert advertisements played on it being monetized special from applebee's (laughs) yeah exactly in the middle of the in the middle of uh you know Hitler lover 1488 reading. <laughs> exactly. Like, and now Applebee. <laughs> right, right. That was one of the major drivers of the adpocalypse. And part of the concern was yeah. the advertisers were like, this this damages our brand. Yes. That that you're showing us on this. And there was also the concerns with, you know, sexualization. There was also some problems with children's mm-hmm. content at the time, if you remember. Yeah. Um, Elsa Gate happened at about the same time. Mm-hmm. And and so that whole situation blew up, and basically, Twitter, basically, uh, uh, Google, um, just brought the hammer down on YouTube, and it was like, okay, now there are very strict content guidelines, and if you want to be yep. monetized, you're going to abide by them. Yep. And they've only just started to loosen those up a little bit. You can you can say the fuck word in your YouTube video now, and you won't lose monetization. That wasn't true for a long right. time. At one, yeah, at one point, again, I, I I'm not like a, a YouTube content creator or anything like that, but I know people. So I know people who know people who are, and they basically, and I know some people who actually are, and they basically said, yeah, during that time, it's like, yeah, any type of like you know language that is not PG. Instant demonetization. Exactly, uh, <laughs> and it hurt the platform. Yeah, there was a, there was a, there was, there's a lot of good content that used to kind of have a home on YouTube that really doesn't anymore. Like sort of outside the box type personalities and stuff that were right. that that couldn't they they couldn't be monetized on YouTube any longer after the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the interesting, and I leave it up to leave it up to you to decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But one of the sort of subgenres of YouTube content that's been really hurt by these restrictions is the true crime uh, shows. Oh, right. Because I mean, if you're if you're covering a true a true crime topic, and you know somebody yeah. commits a rape, you're not allowed to talk about that on YouTube. Right. 
so it's it's one of those things that like the the, the content is actively hurt because people mm-hmm. have to talk around shit now that they right. used to just be able to talk about like human beings mm-hmm. right so it's i i i say that to say that an overly censored platform ultimately just becomes toothless and uninteresting Right. It, it just becomes a place for advertisers to, you know, put put their advertisements out at a certain point. Right. Um, and that's the feeling that I get from threads because yeah, Instagram right. meta and Instagram have been so, so hardcore about nudity and sexual content mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. all kinds of shit that they, they are. They are very restrictive. On the kind of content that you can post. And I don't see threads being a fun place to be if you're not allowed to call people motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. It's like this is. Yeah. That's my thing, too. Right. Which is that uh, this is why, like, I was on again. I was only on threads a little bit. But it's like, oh, wow, uh, Blue Sky is just so much better because the, the people on there actually act like real people and yes. they don't act like cardboard creations, imitations of people, uh, you know. It's, and also, I mean, uh, you think about the Instagram set, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so like, to sound like a boomer for a minute. Um, <laughs> the, the, there's, there, was, there was always kind of the Twitter set and the Instagram set, and they were kind of different in, in the way that they behaved online. Twitter people mm-hmm. were very comfortable talking a lot of shit, and, <laughs> and, uh, and Instagram people, everything's curated. Everything's right. m- heavily manicured, right? Because we're posting mm-hmm. images of our life, and we want it to look great, right. and we want it to be, you know... Uh, have a general air of goodness and positivity, even right. if our lives are miserable. Actually, Twitter, if you were if you were in a bad mood, you could just talk shit on Twitter. Can't really do right. that on yeah. Instagram. Um, you can go under Joe Biden's post and call his son a crackhead. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that was one of the one of the uh, one of the posts I saw on Blue Sky that made me laugh. Was Hunter Biden's probably the best there's ever been at smoking crack. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. It's it's that kind of attitude. Now, it's not that post in particular. I'm sure you could post that on threads, but it's it's that kind mm-hmm. of attitude that that I think makes a place fun to be online. Uh-huh. And yeah. I don't see that happening on threads. I just don't. It's so yeah, it's so curious going to be like sterilized a little bit right. compared to like some places some other places i like because instagram was sterilized like that unless you found your way yeah. into kind of the dark corners of instagram and even then all your friends were getting banned all the time so mm-hmm. it, it was never instagram was never really a place for people who you know are human beings um and i can't see the the instagram uh the the kind of person who is attracted to running an instagram i can't right. see them being particularly interesting to follow on threads right yeah that, that that's sort of my thing i've always seen instagram and I've, i i had an account and really never used it ever uh maybe like a one post ever it just seems like instagram was always that side thing it's like oh i posted here i need to also post Instagram. It's always been a side piece. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, to, in my view, it's never been. Oh yeah, this is my thing. I, I now look, look. There are people who main who are mainly on Instagram, and I have nothing against them, obviously. But it, to me, it's always just been sort of a side thing. No, there's a good chunk of the gun community that exists on Instagram, and they're oh, cool yeah. people. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. But they're not. I don't. I don't consider them to be the average Instagram user either. Right. Yes. 
And that's kind of who I'm talking about. It's like the average also, user. If you're of these an artist or something, right? It makes complete sense that you, in that case, you would be a, an Instagram main. Oh, or sure. Like that. You know what I mean? Sure. That, that, yeah, that to me would make complete sense. But yeah. Yeah. But it's, it, I just don't, I just don't see that kind of sanitized environment giving rise to the, the sort of interesting community sort of interactions mm-hmm. that happened on Twitter. I agree. Yeah. Um, and if they sue, God, it's so dumb. It, they don't, yeah. I don't think they have a case. I really don't. <laughs> because if they did have a case, it would probably be non-competes against those individual engineers. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I don't, I don't see how they would have it. <sighs> I just don't see it working. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of cases though, and speaking of social media sites, there, uh, was an update. There has been an update to the Twitter files thing. Oh, okay. Now, if you remember, we talked about the Twitter files a long time ago. I forget the number of the Mm -hmm. episode, but the title was the website documents. Yeah. That was the title episode. I forget the number, but uh, we, we spoke about the Twitter files and I think, I think we talked about on that episode, how if the Twitter files are true and government had these kinds of contacts with the trust and safety team at Twitter, then there's probably a first amendment cause of action there. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea that the government was using its agencies, various agencies and organizations to go into the trust and safety team at Twitter and tell them, suggest to them in air quotes uh that they should remove this content or that account or whatever it may be um Mm -hmm. i think james woods was included in in that whole thing um one of the james woods suites so that that if all that occurred and and i don't i have no reason to believe it didn't that gives rise to a first amendment cause of action on the part of anyone who was removed under that program right um, mm-hmm. and that that kind of it kind of seems that way to me anyway. Well, such a suit was filed. Oh, in the Western District of Louisiana, the state of Missouri and the state of Louisiana, and there might have been other states involved, but those are the two that I remember, and I only remember Missouri because they were part of the other case that we talked about last week. <laughs> um, but they sued Twitter on behalf of their citizens. To enforce their First Amendment right, or not Twitter, I'm sorry, they sued the federal government on behalf of their citizens in an effort to enforce their citizens' First Amendment rights. Those states did. Mm -hmm. There's a problem here. We 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 got a bit of an issue here. And again, if you remember the last episode, it relates to standing. I, uh, there is a question in my mind as to whether or not Missouri and Louisiana have standing to bring a case on behalf of their citizens whole in whole when certainly not all of their citizens were on Twitter and Mm. certainly very few of them would have been caught up in this dragnet being run by the government and Twitter. Right. There's a uh, this this is a, a kind of stand, it, it, states can sue on behalf of their citizens to enforce their citizens' interests. Um, it's called parents patriae standing, 
and basically it it's a kind of standing that it, it's the edges of it are not well defined which is why this case is weird but a state suing in order to enforce its citizens rights is generally not going to be a good a, a, a uh, generally not going to give standing to the state mhm generally there are there are situations in which it will but uh, it's a mess. It's not, it's not well-defined. So, the court in the Western District of Louisiana issued an injunction, in this case, granted mm-hmm. an injunction to the plaintiffs, Missouri and Louisiana, um, saying basically that the government can't talk to Twitter anymore. <laughs> And it's a blanket injunction. Basically, uh, it's it's in all practical for all practical purposes, it is a blanket injunction, especially on the executive branch, saying that nobody who works there gets to talk to Twitter anymore. Mm. Yeah, the, I don't see that standing up. Probably uh, in, from my layman's perspective, uh, that's probably not going. Seems to, uh... a little broad, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, especially when the Fifth Circuit has been so... The Fifth Circuit, if, if you don't know, the Fifth Circuit got in trouble when they did the uh, the abortion pill injunction. And mm-hmm. th- they have since been a little standoffish with big, large injunctions. And this one is incredibly broad, and it covers... There, are, uh, there were a few uh, legal commentators that I was reading who were saying, reading the text of this, and I kind of got the same feeling from it, Reading the text of this, it seems like if you work at the government in any one of these agencies that's named, you're not allowed to talk to Twitter at all. Meaning, Mm. you're not allowed to have a conversation with Twitter about this terrorist or other that has a Twitter account. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like Department of Homeland Security, like all this, all these organizations are basically not allowed to talk to, to anyone from Twitter at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's overbroad. It's almost the picture of overbroad. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so on the, when it reaches the Fifth Circuit, because that, that's certainly going to be appealed, when it reaches the Fifth Circuit, I doubt it's going to survive. Um, and here's the big problem with the case to me. This case should have been um, instigated and driven by a special interest group. They should have found one of the people who was mentioned in the Twitter files Mm -hmm. who had had their account taken from them and they should have uh, sued with that individual as the plaintiff. Mm, This is how this is how the this is how suits like this should and generally do work. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, We we talked about the uh, affirmative action case. That was a case that was driven by a special interest group. Mm-hmm. Uh, the students for something admissions or whatever is a special interest group and they just sue on, on behalf of members, right? Kind of like uh, the Firearms Policy Coalition does. Right. So, right. Okay. Yes. This should have been pushed by a special interest group with a plaintiff, a real named plaintiff, because these states right. just doing this, I, I don't think it holds up. Is it generally um, do you generally have a stronger standing if you if you're the supposed victim is a particular person as opposed to like a general like populace? 
or can both or can both be like um, legitimate standings? Or both can be fine. Equal worth, I guess. Both okay. can be fine. Uh, I, I know that it, you have you do have a better case if you have a particular person with a particular harm. Okay. Got. I see. Yes. Um. And that's that's the way that the the Firearms Policy Coalition does it generally is that they don't the Firearms Policy Coalition does have their members as you know we're suing on behalf of our members, but the Firearms mm-hmm. Policy Coalition is never. I, I'm reticent to say never, uh, ever, if if at all, right? Rarely. I can't think of a case in which this doesn't apply, okay? All those things. <laughs> um, the the Firearms Policy Coalition sues with a plaintiff, with a, with a particular plaintiff who has a, a particularized harm. Mm-hmm. And, and so that plaintiff is the lead name on the case, and then... Firearms Policy Coalition is included. It's it's you know right okay, whatever the lead yeah. name of the plaintiff is at all and part of the at all is right. fire is Firearms Policy Coalition on behalf of their members. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> and so you can you 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 can have standing doing that, but you've got a better case if you have a particular plaintiff with a particular harm. That's sort of what I figured. Okay, yeah. Um. So I don't understand why you wouldn't go about this case this way because i think there is a cause of action here. there's a lot of people who are who who want to poo-poo the idea that there's actually a cause of action here they're just like mm-hmm. well no you can't say because the government can suggest the government can suggest accounts they can say hey uh you know if you want to do something about this you can here you go here's a list of names that you can maybe mm-hmm. do something about if you want to i don't buy it well it's sort of like you know the implicit threat also, right? Which is yes. of like, you know, a, a mafia, which is saying it'd be a real shame if something happened to your business. Now, if you just take that literally in a, in a purely like, you know, uh, non, you know, if we're not human beings for a second, you know, and we're just yeah. like, if you're just reading it like, well, they're just saying, yeah, it would be a real shame if something happened to this business. What's wrong with that? Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like, okay, but it's it's the subtext which is important here. The the thing that's said without being said, uh. especially when you have tech people being dragged in to testify in front of Congress. You have all this conversation about Section two thirty. You have all this stuff where these organizations, uh, the uh, the these people in government on both sides of the aisle, are talking about how they want to regulate social media and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I would say, I would say, if you have a bunch of congressmen and shit up there talking about how you, they want to regulate your industry, let's say, let's say for example, let's say I'm a guy, let's say I'm in the oil field business. Let's mm-hmm. pretend the oil field business is less regulated than it is now. And I've got a bunch of Congress people up there talking about how they want to regulate my oil field. And then some guy shows up from the EPA and he says, hey, man, you know, uh, you know, I noticed that you uh, you didn't follow these particular procedures when you had a spill over there in the mm-hmm. at the edge of the property. Um right. You know, that that uh, you might want to follow these procedures instead. And I'm sitting here, I've got this guy with an EPA badge, and he's telling me I ought to follow these procedures. It's not part of the right. book of regulations i got to follow. But I also have all these people up, up in the Capitol saying they're going to regulate my industry if we don't get our shit together. I, right. I mean, that to me sounds like I'm being well, told to do this. Right. There's a, yeah, exactly. There is a different context between, if you hear someone saying, Hey, can you please uh, follow me uh, for a second? Or, or you know, if someone says, "Hey, stop on the street," right, and they say, "You," this person just says, "Hey, stop," 
There's a completely different context between me, just a normal person, saying that to someone, and or if I have a badge, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a completely different context about what is a badge, you know? Um, it's interesting, it's like too. That. I, I, exactly. And it's interesting, too. Somebody pointed this out, and I forget who it was, but, but I, uh, somebody had pointed out this idea that, like, these are the same people that talk about, like, quote-unquote power dynamics in relationships. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't see the very clear power dynamic here when a government, right. agent, sh- when a government agent contacts you and says, hey, maybe do something about that. Uh, are you going to do something about that or not? Right. Because <laughs> some, when someone with the legal power to fuck up my life says do something, I'm probably doing it. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, you, you really there's very few choices involved in the matter. Right. It's just ambiguous enough so that they can have like ostensible, plausible deniability. Exactly. But I think the intent is fairly clear. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And just like when when a cop frames something like a request, it's really an order in most cases. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. So I just I I I don't I don't like that argument. I don't like that argument that that well mm-hmm. the the government can can the government can suggest accounts for Twitter to ban. Twitter doesn't have to ban them if they don't want to. As, I mean, have you ever tried to tell the government no? How did it go for you? Right, right. Um, on top of that too. There's the there's we we spoke about this on that episode and and you don't have to go back and listen because it was long as it was one topic among many but the reason that I think there's a cause of action here that that and is is because if you have that happening right it's it's well established that the government cannot use private means to accomplish a goal that would be that would contravene the Bill of Rights um, mm-hmm. the, the government's not allowed to utilize a private organization to contravene people's civil rights, civil liberties. Uh, they, they, it, it, it's just, it's a loophole that doesn't exist because the Supreme Court said you don't get to do that. <laughs> and so to me, this does give rise to a cause of action because the government contacting Twitter to say, take these things off your site is the government censoring things. The government mm-hmm. censoring things, not Twitter. And so there are two directions you can take that argument. You can say, well, you can sue the government over that because the government is censoring things and they're not supposed to do that. Or you can take it the other way and you can say, uh, well, then Twitter is a government actor and you can sue the government and Twitter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The second one, I think would be interesting to see tried. I don't think it would hold up. The first one, though, I think certainly does. Mm-hmm. But it would be interesting to see if if somebody sued and said Twitter's a government actor because Twitter was censoring things on behalf of the government. They were working for the government. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would like to see someone argue that. And I think there's an argument to be made for it. I just I'm not sure how good it is. <laughs> but yeah, that that happened. That's what's falling out of the Twitter files. I wish this wasn't the case. I wish it wasn't. I don't think it's a good case. I don't mm-hmm. think it's good plaintiffs. I don't think it's being handled properly. I don't think this injunction is mm-hmm. going to stand up. I just this case is God. If you if you're the government and you wanted a case to come up on this that you knew was just the worst, this is the kind uh-huh. of case you would ask for. Okay. Yeah. 
because there's I I just don't see this going. I don't see this going the right way. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. It's just too shitty. It's just too soft. They need a good plaintiff. They need a real plaintiff. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I would assume that they could. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but it, it seems to me that they could have done better. It's not like for you know. What I mean, it does seem to me to be for lack of trying. But may, I don't have the inside information, so maybe I'm completely wrong. But it, it does seem like well, this could have been handled better. It seems like it wouldn't be hard, right? You gave all these people all yeah. this information. It seems like it wouldn't be hard to get a hold of people to just be like, hey, you want to be plaintiff on this? This organization, this other people will bankroll this case. You don't have to, you right. just have to spend money out of pocket. We just need your name to be a plaintiff. Right. Like that, like that to me is the way to handle this. And, and here's the thing. If they can't find a plaintiff and all the Twitter file stuff, maybe it wasn't actually that prevalent. Because yeah, because if it, well. if it was all that prevalent, if it was actually all that big a deal, there should be plenty of names in the Twitter files that mm-hmm. you can get a hold of. Right. So it, it, it just, I don't know. I, I just don't like this case. It's a bad case. I think it's a bad case. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Do they have a case? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Very few people are going to recognize that voice. Um, (laughs) Old radio listeners will recognize that voice, maybe. Um, In any case... So uh, the what what was the next topic? I have I had already forgotten, but you you brought it up. So yeah, it was just something I've been seeing. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, actually, this kind of ties into the COVID stuff too. This this yes. idea of censoring the COVID information and whatnot. Yeah, the going back a, a few days on Twitter, there's been a, some people, some libertarians, um, who have sort of been like shaming people for getting the vaccine. Yes. Um, no, I, I I did not get the vaccine, right? Um, but the fact that to me you're shaming someone, and it's not just like the shame isn't merely oh you're dumb. Right. For taking it. It's not even that. It's much more than that. It's uh, it's you're actively helping the regime because you did not fight for your rights type of rhetoric. Um, And to me, this is just very kind of stupid uh, and very hyperbolic. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's like, look, a lot of times, most anarchists, most libertarians are not at all times opposing the government. In many times, they're acquiescing, right? Most libertarians I know, maybe not all of them, but they do pay their taxes, right? It's like, sure. yeah, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to need, needlessly throw my life away uh, to make a statement, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, um, I'm, not, I'm not particularly interested in the cops kicking down my door. Right. That's, that's not yeah. something I would look forward to. Right. I'm not kind of, going and resist. It might hamper my life moving this forward. Thing every, at every chance. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, most libertarians are not going to try to resist arrest every time a cop pulls them over or something just because, hey, they have a, a, this thing called a cost-benefit analysis, and yeah. they're saying, hmm, I'd rather not be in prison or dead right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's just like, yeah, obviously, you know, if people are in a position where it's like their livelihoods are being ruined, yeah, you know, it would be nice if we could imagine a scenario where everyone just resists government and then you had such a critical mass of people where the government could not stop it by even you know it wouldn't they wouldn't even like be 
pick off one or two people because it wouldn't affect the ultimate outcome. That yep. type of resistance, but that type of resistance almost rarely happens. And there's yeah. also, you know, the um, the first mover uh, disadvantage. You know, we talk about first mover advantages in the market. There's a first mover disadvantage when you're opposing a, a power structure. Yes, you're the first head on the chopping block. Yes, uh, exactly. Um, and you so will be made an example s- of. Yes. Yeah. So if you don't already have that critical people, if you don't now, it's always, you know, a gambit because on a certain side, you know, you get that critical mass by being the first person and hoping everyone else will follow you. Right. That's how you kind of get like these big like revolution moments. But if they don't follow you, you're dead in the water at that point. So, you know, it's like, you know. It's like a trust fall, right? That's essentially what it is. And yes. no one wants to be the one to do it. And that makes sense, right? There's there's a logical game theory reason why that's the case. Um, so it, it's it's just like, yeah, people don't want to needlessly throw their life away uh, on something that, that, you know, will be a very small chance of success. And that's not to say, you know, you should support the government, uh, but you don't have to, uh, you know, just needlessly throw your life away you don't have to like see the first like infringement of the go the first infringement of rights and assume oh well i'm just gonna go martyr myself and now look, look yeah if you want to be a martyr i, I i'm i'm not gonna speak against you in fact i i, I think it's kind of trashy when people do speak against martyrs even if the martyr has done something stupid if they've done something like just I, i'm not gonna speak against them truthfully even if they done, did something that i regard as maybe not as smart well but, because uh, you know because definitionally side, definitionally yeah. in order to be a martyr you have to be a victim you have to yes. be you have to be a victim of an injustice a victim of the state a victim of whatever it is right. that 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 hurt right. you and and in order for it, 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 to to then turn around and say well that person's a retard for this and that reason look mm-hmm. there may be a perfectly logical that may be a perfectly logical statement to make in some cases, but it's also not helpful. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you could say a bunch of things, right? People, a lot of people die every day and you could be the person to say, well, they should have been smarter about it. Uh, and maybe they'd still be alive. If they were smarter. That may be true, but you're still an asshole for saying it. I mean, you know? it's like a plane, a plane falls out of the sky and a bunch of people die. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, there's a reason human beings don't have wings. Right. Those, yes, exactly. If those that morons time. hadn't decided to defy nature and climb into right. a metal tube. Uh-huh. I mean, come on. How is that helpful? Yeah. So, yeah. So I think, you know, I wouldn't be make it clear that I'm not like trying to shit on people who are martyrs who actually do say, you know, I'm not going to take the vaccine and you can destroy my life and I'm still not going to do it. And I regard that as heroic. Like there are people yeah. who lost their jobs because they refused to take the vaccine. There are yes. people who lost their positions. They lost. There are people whose parental rights were being attacked because of their position on vaccines. Like there was, there was a lot, there were a lot of people being, uh, trampled underfoot in, in, in the move to vaccinate the fucking world. Right. And those people, I regard those people as heroic. I think you, that was a heroic gesture they committed. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I want to make it clear. I'm not speaking against martyrs. If you know, if that's a choice you want to make, that I'm not going to speak. Well, it's I'm just like the guy against. who tells the cop to fuck off. It's like, yeah, right. I mean, so so there's a guy who he's being harassed by this cop, tells the cop to fuck off, and the cop beats him. And then you got all these people talking about, well, you know, if you you got to deal with officers with respect, or or because this <laughs> this is the result if you don't. And it's like, okay, but that's not helpful. 
Right. Just like it's not helpful if you were to tell the guy who lost everything because he refused to take the vaccine. If you if you tell that guy, well, you know, if you'd just taken it, you'd still have a job. Right. That and, may but be also, true, yeah, but it's uh, not helpful. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because oftentimes these people know the consequences of their actions. So telling them the consequences of their actions, that you're not telling them anything. Yeah, you're new, not helping. Right. Yeah. You're just restating something as everyone already knows and acting like you made a point. Uh, yes. Um, and, so, and, go, and, yeah, and, and being down on somebody for being principled. This is the thing that I that I think is ultimately i think this is a this is a brain virus this is brain worms that people are getting where you get down on people for being principled and it's like mm-hmm. rather than rather than saying this person's principles are are correct and they should be supported and they're right. standing by their principles you say well they should have just complied right Why? Yeah. <laughs> right it's like for one it's like okay look look you can say that if you had, if this person had complied with the police, they might still be alive or something like that, or they might yes, not be in jail, something absolutely. like that. Absolutely, and that may be a factual statement, but that doesn't actually add anything to the conversation, as we, as you know, we've said it does because you don't know if that's what they should have done because you don't really know what their value structure was. Right. Maybe to them, uh, going along with it would have been such a character assassination for themselves. That they valued uh, resisting it more, d- despite the consequences. Yes. And, and uh, so, but to yeah. your point, on the yeah. other side of that, saying that people mm-hmm. who whose whose um, values were different, like here's the thing, mm-hmm. I put myself, in, I try to put myself in the place of like my dad, for example. I try to mm-hmm. put myself in the place of my dad, and if something like this came down, he's got two kids, he's got a wife, he's got you know she's a teacher, she's not making a whole lot of money. Um, and, and someone tells him, look, you have to do this thing or you're going to lose your job. Mm-hmm. I think my dad would have done it. And I think, I mm-hmm. think what it is, is a very long list of things that a lot of people might disagree with. Because the question is, do I support my family or do I stand by these principles? Right. That I think are so important. Right. Well, what's more important right. at the end of the day, your principles yeah. or feeding your kids? Yeah. And also, just to be a little bit autistic here uh, for the moment on, like, libertarian values, there is an obligation not to commit aggression. There's no really an obligation to defend your own rights or to stand up for your own rights. No, there's not. You're within your rights to acquiesce, uh, like, to the current tyranny. Especially Um, under threat. Yeah, exactly. Right. So to say that, you know, oh, well, they're not being principled. No, they're actually, as long as they're not aggressing, they are acting principled, uh, truthfully, even if you don't like the consequences of their inaction. Um, but also, yeah, again, to your point, right, if someone says, right, if you don't like, if someone was, if we were in a position where like, okay, if you don't clap for Stalin, Stalin's going to send you and all your extended family to the gulag. It's like, yeah, uh, they're going to clap for Stalin, and that doesn't yeah. mean they're bad people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, because it's because like, oh, here's the thing too: there are two principles at war. This is something that this is a question that Dan Carlin actually posed in a mm-hmm. in a, a series he did, or, or I think it actually might have been one episode about. Um, uh, I think it was called Celtic Holocaust. I think that was the the series about about Caesar's uh, Caesar's War mm-hmm. with the Gauls. And the question that he posed was, what happens, all of us have a list of things we die for. Mm-hmm. What happens when two things on that list conflict? And 
Right. And you think about that in the same way with like your principles, right? We all have these principles that we try to live by, right? What happens when two of those things conflict? I'm not taking the fucking vax, right? That's one principle. And then it's my job to feed my family is another. Right. And when those two principles collide and are in conflict with one another, one of them has to give. Yeah. It has to. And, And I can fault no one for their choice in that kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I truly, I can fault no one. Yeah. Some people's also, positions you know, is, is like, you know, I'm not taking the goddamn thing and you're not going to make me do it and I'll find right. a way to make it happen. Okay, fine. That's, that's fine to when make the, that uh, choice. There's a certain type of libertarian out there and, um, who thinks that acqui- merely acquiescing to the regime or merely having overlap with certain like if you agree with the regime at all or, or sorry if you agree with anything the regime seems to agree with then you're obviously on their side or something like that oh, there's sure. people who are reactionaries like this right yeah and it, it seems very like interesting to me and when you call them out on this and show them that and that you know this statement is kind of absurd um then they say, oh, no, that's not what I was really saying. But then they don't really expand on it past that. It's just, because it, it's because very, that's like, as deep as it goes. That's as deep right. as it goes. Because the, yeah. the, the truth, and it's, it's especially stupid because the regime is going to say some stuff that people want to hear. The reg- right. the, and like, like they're, they're, yeah. they are, they are, uh, it is in their they interest. Have to. Yes, it's in their yes. interest to say things that will sell. And so for me, if I'm, if I'm Stan, if I'm Sam's here on the show and I say, you know, I think it's bad to murder people. Well, right. They, they agree with me ostensibly. Yes. Right. We are. Yeah. Right. Right. Or, or like that you, (laughs) that you shouldn't run over kids in the school zone, you know? Uh, Right. That's, that's outside the school zone. That's the only place you're supposed to run over kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like it, it's interesting to me that you know there's people there's, um i remember this actually came up like a lot during like the post-libertarian thing on twitter um and and a lot of them were going saying like if you agree with the regime in any regard then you are a regime apologist or something like that and i remember rollo rollo mcflugel uh said something so funny uh, that i still i still think back to it uh, and he's like, so do you drive on the wrong side of the road on principle? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's true. It's like if you believe if you believe that siding with if the regime says something and you follow through with it or you acquiesce to their um, like um, dictates, then you are a, re- a regime apologist. Then it would seem logically uh, concordant that if you did not drive, if you drove on the correct side of the road, then you are a regime apologist because you are following their dictates. Sure, uh, especially if you just tell people that they should drive on the correct side of the road or on the on the you know right side of the road in, in both ways. If you if you tell people, hey, no, don't drive on the left side, you're a regime apologist, obviously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just very reactionary to me. It's very like silly. Uh, it, it, it's just like if you if all it takes for you to oppose something is your enemy says the the you know one thing and you do the opposite, then you're just completely owned. You're you're mentally owned by the person yes. you hate. Yeah. Right? You're to be a reactionary is to react. You know, if we want to go back to power dynamics here for a second, if you're sure. a reactionary <laughs> in the in the sense of the word, I mean by you will oppose something your enemy says. Even if what they say is not benign or correct, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
if you're that type of person, then you are in a like sort of like a master slave power dynamic almost where you're acknowledging that they are driving. Yes. <laughs> they are dri- in the driving there. Exactly. Um, it's not it's the opposite of free thought. It, it's yes. it is it is it is as deep a form of unfree thought as it is to just agree with everything yeah. CNN tells you because CNN right. is saying it. It's it's the yeah. exact same kind of unfree thought. You're just doing the opposite instead of doing the same. Exactly. Doing the you're not yeah. thinking for yourself. You're not you're not making your right. own decisions on on anything. You're just doing the opposite of what CNN told you. Right. It, it's always like you know it, it comes up all the time. But an analogy I like 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 and this has been historically. Uh, if this was, you know, America, you know, people say, well, America is a Christian nation. It may be true that America is like it has Judeo-Christian values, but mo, like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a Christian nation in the sense of a, a theocracy type of a Christian nation. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, uh, it's like definitely it's, not. And it was never supposed yeah. to be. This is one of the things that right. people will people will take this out of history in an interesting way, too. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You sent me off on, a, on an autistic spin out. No, you're fine. Um, the <laughs> there are some some people who were. Uh, part of that first group of founding fathers, right? Mm-hmm. There were some of those guys who were very, uh, very much Puritans, and their mm-hmm. their position was that a Christian nation is the only that that this must be a Christian nation yes. because there's no other way for this form of government to survive and all this other stuff, right. right? Okay, there were just as many guys who weren't though, like the, yeah. like that that group many... of guys. Yeah. These guys are were not a monolith. I mean, there were there were some of those Puritans hated, hated the fucking pubs. Right. Yes. Hated. Oh, them. yeah. Like they, they yeah, would walk the by first, the pubs and write the in their journals about cultural, how much they hate the pubs. One of the first big cultural battles in American history was be- between Puritans and drunks. Yeah, Exactly. And it just so happened to be right after the drunks served their purpose in uh, winning uh-huh. the independence of the country. Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's uh, a reason that everybody yeah, read that, that everybody read common sense at the pub and it's not because they couldn't read. Mm-hmm. They, they were at right. the pub. That's where they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, but the, the reason I, I like brought that up is because like, as you were saying, like if, if the regime is in power, right. And the regime lives off legitimacy it's going to latch onto whatever cultural way the winds are shifting. Right. Yes. So if we were, if this was like a Christian nation in the sense that most people were devoutly Christian, the state would be going along with Christian rhetoric and signaling to Christian organizations in order to gain legitimacy. This is not, this seems so common sense to me that it's hard for, like, I'm not saying I, this could not be proven wrong, but I'm saying that it, it it would seem so common sense to me that it would require a strong amount of evidence for me to not be convinced of this. Yeah. Um, and, well, and at one time they were, if you remember, I mean, just read any, right. any history of the Reagan administration. Uh, right. And, even and also back farther you know, than divine, that. Yeah, not explicitly Christian, but often Christian uh, in practice, the divine right of kings. Right. Yeah. The whole idea of that legitimacy comes from God uh, ordained through the king and that, you know, if you don't want to go to hell, you will give the king a certain amount of your uh, crop produce. Yeah. Um, right. The, you know, the, yeah, the, this has been a tale as old as time. The state has to gain legitimacy and it does so. But you know what the state is? The state is that me, the hell, ha, you know, kid, fellow kids uh, meme. That's what the state is. Yes. 
Exactly. It has to it has to try to be a chameleon in in some sense and try to latch onto these cultural wins. They have to um, the the politicians in particular have to pretend to be one of you. They have yes, to pretend yes. whatever one of you means. And and that's yes. generally going to be, you know, whatever their whatever their constituency, right, is they they want right. to pretend to be one of those people. I mean, this is the why this is why people this is why everybody who knows Ted Cruz hates Ted Cruz, but Republicans <laughs> who never met him in their life love him. Right. Yeah. It's like exactly. there's, there's yeah. everybody fucking hates this guy. He's the most hated man in the Capitol. And it's not because of any position he has, it's because he's an asshole. And right. everyone who's ever met him thinks he's an asshole. And Republicans right. who have never had contact with the guy and never will never going to see this guy at the country club you can't afford to get in they 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 love him they just think he's the best yeah i mean you know going back to like the libertarian analysis of what the state is the the in in a in a mechanical sense the state is indifferent from a mafia from mechanically right the only difference on the surface level between the state and a mafia is one has a legitimacy and one does not in the eyes of the public mm-hmm. right uh, if if they did not have that legitimacy, then it would just be a, another mafia for most people, right? And yeah. that, that's honestly just like the the difference between an anarchist and a non-anarchist is one does not see the legitimacy and the other does, and that's kind of how you know it's the kind of the defining trait of the state, in my opinion, is that it's like yeah, it's the legitimacy. Uh, so you know, to say that, um, you know, if you go along or if you believe anything that the regime or overlaps everyone every person is probably going to believe something at one point that the you know the state has said or you know done or something because the state has to have a certain amount of leverage they have to have a foot in the door of public consciousness of, of a public acceptance yes in order to even exist yeah <laughs> so yeah and they have to so, maintain it Yes, they have to maintain it. So this is why they will often, you know, be reactive to certain social movements or something like that. You know, what, whatever side they pick. And ultimately, and it's not monolithic, right? There were two, fa- there were two, not just two, but there are at least two factions of the state fighting for control at one time um, over what side of like cultural battles uh, will gain the most legitimacy, right? And you kind of have these like in this, this war in this, within the state trying to like, you know, fight for control of it. Um, but yeah, to say that, you know, well, if you believe anything they say, well, obviously you're a regime apologist. It's like everyone is a regime apologist at some point because you are going to agree at some point with yeah. something they say or, or do else what you're, you're told a, speaking at the nonsense. very least. Yeah, right. And so to, but, but to bring it back to the Vex thing, I think the mafia point is well made. It's like you can't you have it's 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 very much like we were saying earlier with with the uh you know, you got a nice store here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. If the uh-huh. mafia shows up to your store and says that, are you paying the protection money? Probably <laughs> yeah, because they're going right. to burn down your store if you don't. And the cops right. aren't going to do anything about it. They own the cops. So right. your your whole situation now is based upon. I have to choose between standing up for myself against these thugs or paying the protection fee so I can keep my livelihood. Right. That's yeah. the same situation people were put into with the vaccines. Right. Yes. Or and maybe it's not their livelihood. Maybe it's seeing their family. Maybe it's maybe it's right, exactly. being able to go to granddad's funeral. Maybe yeah. it's being able to go to I know one person I saw one person on the timeline who uh who said uh, sister's graduation. I wanted to go to my sister's graduation. I had right. to get the vaccine to go to my sister's gradua- yeah. graduation. Yeah. Um yeah. 
Exactly. And it's awful that they were put in this position. But once, but if you're in this position, if I was in this position and like a loved one of mine was in the hospital dying, right? And I had one last chance to see them, but I had to get the vaccine. I would probably get it. I yeah, would. Of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that moment is more precious to me than even if I would suffer some physical cost to for, for the vaccine sure. or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, not even just like, you know, sacrificing principle or something like that, but even like a physical cost. Yeah, I, I would. And and I if you if someone thinks that makes me less of a libertarian, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does I, I not matter care. because it, I can't just like that. I, I can't I cannot blame anyone for a decision they make when they're being coerced to make a decision. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I just I, I really, truly can't on like a on a, on like a human level. I just can't. Mm-hmm. They like you 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 were put in a position where you had to make a choice and you made a choice and I hope mm-hmm. I hope it works out for you. That's the only thing I can say because right. and that's that's regardless of whatever choice was made because when you're when you're put in a, in a position the the problem is not that anyone went ahead and got the vaccine who didn't want to. The problem is mm-hmm. that they were put in the position to choose in the first place. Right, exactly. Yes. Yes. Somebody put them in a position where they had to choose between their principles, their bodily autonomy, and something else valuable, be it their family mm-hmm. or their job or being able to feed their kids. Like this is something this is something a lot of these people don't have either. And and I'm just going to be bl- blunt about this. A lot of these people who make this argument have no family, have no <laughs> children, have nothing to lose. Right nothing to lose and i think it's a bad idea broadly to take advice from people who have nothing to lose right yeah because they're in a position where they have nothing of value (laughs) that's what it means to have nothing to lose right So I look, I just to be blunt about it, like these they can't put themselves in that position. They have no theory of mind mm-hmm. to place themselves in that position where you have to make a choice because things matter. Right. I just I, I don't uh, that is what bugs me the most about it is that the people who make that argument have nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're not weighing the cost of losing their job right. and looking at hungry kids. They're not weighing that mm-hmm. cost. Right. And frankly, a lot of them also have this fucking trad bullshit LARP going on too. That tends to cross <laughs> yes. over a little bit. And I'm sitting yeah, here. And isn't that a funny overlap? Yeah, it really is. Cause I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking, wait a minute. I thought a man's job is to feed his family. Right. If I'm a man in a position where I'm having to choose between my my own personal bodily autonomy and feeding my family, which one do I choose, Statue Abby? <laughs> right. <laughs> what do I go yeah. with? Right. <laughs> that's what that's what bugs me the most about it is that these people are in a position where the, the, the only reason that they can say what they say so confidently is because they have nothing of value to lose. Nothing. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that's correct. <laughs> they don't have to weigh those costs. Yeah. And it's fine. Here's the thing. I don't care. It's fine. It's fine to have a life where you don't have to weigh those costs, but at least right. try to have the theory of mind to understand the experience of someone who does. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, 
it's like, look, I, I've seen people like I, I'm not going to name names. I don't want to like out anyone. No, I'm not, I wouldn't be out. No, sure. I mean, these people, I mean, people are talking about it on Twitter. It's a public forum. But yeah, yeah. right. But it, it's one of those things where it's like so, someone was saying, um, uh, yeah, I got the vaccine because I wanted to go to my uh, like my family's or like my sister or my best friend's wedding or something like that. It's like, yeah. okay, I have nothing. I, I can't imagine like reading that tweet and getting like, except for the people who put them in that position in the first place. Sure. Put yeah. get angry at the people who made that made that thing possible. Yes. Why are you getting angry at the person who was put in that position who did no harm it to anyone else? It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. It, it's like, look, li- libertarians don't like each other already, but libertarianism is such a small group uh, that w- you're needlessly making enemies with people that you don't need. Uh, it's it's very strange to me. It is. It's it's it is it is weird. It is incredibly weird that that's what you get hung up on. Like it, yeah. you don't get hung up on the fact that again the fact that they were put in this position in the first place. Right. You get hung up on this idea that that a choice that they made in a situation where they're being coerced to make one choice or another that they somehow made the wrong choice. Right. Like you would have done better. Like you would have chosen better. Or like there is any objectively correct or, choice to make in that situation. Right. Right, right, right. Even yes, yes, correct. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, look, even if someone was like, oh, well, you got the vaccine. Well, I stood on principle and I didn't get it. Okay. From that person's perspective, yeah, their principles were more valuable to them. Yes. Uh, than, you know, the, uh, than the, the consequences of not getting um sure so that's fine and i take i i don't i take nothing against that i you sure. know that's fine. I mean, look that's my, fine. my reaction to them is the same I, i'm i'm yeah. good for you i hope it works out yeah. i mean right exactly I, I don't but that doesn't mean that you know they made the only correct choice here <laughs> or that you know <laughs> like uh that someone else saying well no i i got it you know i wanted to see my family or something like that right so, right yeah okay i yeah Sure. And this is something I, I want to lend some context to this too. There is, um, and I've talked about this on the show, I think, in the past. Um, there's someone in my in in my close to me who was mm-hmm. actively injured by the vaccine. Um, mm-hmm. and there's no question about it. It was an allergy mm-hmm. thing. This is there's no question that it was the vaccine. It's it's known, done, dusted vaccine injury. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So this, the fact that they were put in a position to choose whether or not to take it, again, I don't blame them for having Mm -hmm. taken it, especially with the knowledge that like, yeah, I mean, the the chances of getting injured by it are probably kind of, kind of low, maybe Mm -hmm. not compared to other vaccines and maybe not compared to other things, but whatever, like you, you make the choices you make, you got to make them. And, and. Still, knowing that fact, I never got the thing. I never did. Right. But, I mean, I know people who did. People who are very mm-hmm. close to me did. Right. And they did it because they had to make a choice. Right. <laughs> and that's, I, I don't begrudge them their choice. Right. And, you know, even, even the other line of attack people make is, well, oh, well, they were stupid. Right. Because they didn't know any better. It's like, okay, even if that is correct, that they just were ignorant. Why are you hating on them for that? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe they were ignorant. Maybe you're correct. And 
<laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't like, know. <laughs> every, every day we weigh costs, benefits, risks. Every day. Yeah. And we have right. to make choices based on those things. And in a lot of cases, when there's no, you know, uh, when, when there's no blatant moral question involved, in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. there's no objectively right choice. Right. Yeah. Should I have, I, should I, what flavor of ice cream should I have? There's no correct choice to that. Right. <laughs> you know? And, and here's yeah. the thing, too. If somebody puts a gun to your head and says, choose pancakes or waffles, uh, yeah. am I a bad guy because I chose? Right. Uh, there's a gun to my, what am I going to do? Yeah. And for, and if, for people who say, well, you know, the vaccine can cause, you know, really uh, harmful effects, you know, physically, uh, you know, to your body and stuff. And, and, and you know, people theorize that, I, you know, they theorize that, well, it, down the line, it could cause, you know, really serious medical con- conditions or something like that, or, you know, uh, uh, help those along the way or something. Um, that, that may be true, but also losing your livelihood can also so yeah. by not getting yeah that, that can be that can be incredibly so. damaging yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of people that went through that and that's the thing is, is it's it's not to minimize the people who did stick by their principles uh, right and, yeah, I, and did that. Them. I, I think that's heroic i think as i said in the beginning i think that's a heroic gesture but i think but it's I, incorrect it, to say that the people who made the other choice didn't stand by their principles it was just different principles true. The, right, that for right. them, yeah, and it, the yeah. their their responsibility to feed their family was more important than their than their principle that they have their bodily right. autonomy, and that's frankly, yeah. I think that's an admirable sacrifice to make. So, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, absolutely. And, and again, it's like it's like you know saying, well, you're not a real libertarian if you tax it or something. You know, it's like, well, no, they are. They're just be choosing a bad situation. They're not coercing. Or right. aggressing against anyone, they're just you know choosing from their own values that what is best for them. My dad has talked to me in the past about the things that he had to choose and the differences mm-hmm. in priorities when he had kids and when he when he had a family, right? And I know I'm really harping on that mm-hmm. shit, and it sounds tratty and bullshit, but really these are these are considerations that that people have to have to make. Oh shit! And and he he was talking about his position on some of the gun stuff and his position with cops mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, and he's like, I really calmed down because I can't I can't feed my kids from a jail cell, I can't right, exactly. I can't feed my family from prison, or if I'm dead, some cop kills me, I can't. I can't feed my family in those situations. I have yeah. more important things to worry about than my own uh, principles regarding my regarding how I should be treated by right. the state. Right? I got more important right. shit to worry yeah. about. Yeah, and, and yeah, again, I think not, that's fair. not to take anything away. Yeah, again, not to take anything away from people who you know no, choose to be the all. martyr. But but you should if you are taking that style of I will be the martyr. Uh, that's fine, but don't go like shit on people who were then not going to do that with you. And here's <laughs> like, the thing for those people. You know I mean, look, there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a very real, I mean, look in all, in all likelihood, those people's family would probably be proud of them for standing by their yeah. principles, right? Like right. it's not, and necessarily... in some sense you could say also, also you could, in some sense you could say they are a martyr. They're just a martyr for their family mm-hmm. because they're suffering its consequences in some sense for the betterment of their family. Yes. I don't have, a, I, I, I don't see, I don't see the value in critiquing the choices that people make when they're being coerced to make a choice. Mm-hmm. 
I just don't. I mean, outside of, you know, you got like moral, you know, uh, thinky experiments you can do where you try to put somebody mm-hmm. in a position where they're being coerced to do a thing and what's the right moral outcome and all this other shit. Okay, cool. And we can talk about that stuff and that's interesting, but it's also not real life and it's not your kids. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like sure. there's a there's a disconnect there that I'm I'm perfectly as much as I love that shit. I am totally willing to recognize that there's going to be a slight disconnect between those right. thought experiments and what would you do in your real life? Right. Right. I always I like to distinguish between like there's a difference between um like if you want to if we're talking about justifiability like in terms of like you know, if you're coerced to do an action and not just an action that doesn't call harm, but if you're like coerced to do an action at some point, puts a gun to your head and says, you have to kill someone. I think that is a rights violation still, yes. even if you're being coerced, but it's less harmful to your character as a person. Yeah, uh, it than- doesn't, it doesn't say anything about you as a human being because mm-hmm. in that position, again, there is, there is a, a, you can be put in a position where you have to make two immo- one of two immoral choices or someone's going to fucking kill you. <laughs> like right, right. those are choices that get made. I mean, the, the greatest example is in, uh, in, uh, if you're in the red army in world war two, right. Mm-hmm. And Stalin and Stalin sends out, I forget the number of the order, but it was the, the title of the order of the, or the orders colloquial known as not one step back. And, the, the, the what this order basically said was that <clears throat> if you were in the red army and 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 you you weren't allowed to turn around and march backward mm-hmm. you weren't allowed to go the other direction and if you did the guy behind you was to shoot you if you took a step back mm-hmm. the guy behind you was to shoot you that's a kind of moral position that i can't blame an individual in that position for not leaving you know what i mean mm-hmm Right. Because the guy behind you is going to kill you. I mean, this is deserters mm-hmm. in war is the greatest example of this. If you yeah. desert, someone's going to kill you. Right. And so it's, it's really hard to blame them. Uh, especially if they're mm-hmm. conscripts. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so I, just, I, I just don't see the value in it. I don't see the value right. in trying to parse what was the objectively right choice. First of all, you know, not to sound like a fucking CNN talking head scientist, but nobody had all the information. Mm-hmm. All, all anybody knew was I get this thing. It could be dangerous, but I get to keep feeding my kids or I don't get this thing. Also, that could be dangerous. And I've got to try and find a job in an economy that's been decimated by terrible public policy. Right. Also. Yeah. And, and for many people, for just like normies, right? So I feel like so many like libertarians are so online, so extremely po- online poisoned. Uh, that they, it's hard for them to almost like think in normie terms sometimes. Yeah. But it's like, look, if you, you can only get a certain amount of news information, you know, so often, uh, and people are constantly telling you, the news is constantly telling you, no, if you get the vaccine, this will all be over. Uh, it, it might be very rational for people to do so, to think that, oh, sure. okay, I'm just going to, you know, get it. Because that. normal yeah. people aren't fucking paranoiacs like us. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> And yes, sometimes yeah. that causes them to take risks that we might not take because we're paranoiacs. It just strikes me as victim blaming. Like if yes. what they say, like if, assume, if we assume everything they say about the vaccine is correct, then all they're doing by attacking the people who have the vaccine, they're just victim blaming. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I can't. I, uh, it's just not helpful. It's not helpful. No. 
It's not. It doesn't make you smart. <laughs> Especially if you're with. I mean, there there's a there are guys who. Uh, I will say this. There might be. I can accept a guy who didn't take the vaccine, and he's like, and he and he's seen people get hurt by it or whatever, and he's like, man, I'm I'm glad I didn't do that. I sure I right. sure was smart about that one. Yeah, okay, right. bud, you were smart about that one. I mean, other people oh, had yeah. hard choices to make, but sure, you were smart about that one. Yeah. All right. And I'll, also, also, I'll give it to you. Even if you have more information than someone, that doesn't mean you're a smarter person or you have an elevated status over that. Sure, do you sure. know what I mean? But I can take that. <laughs> so, I can take that. To me, yeah. I have a problem when it's somebody who was not in a position to have to make a hard choice. Oh, yes. Sure. For sure. Yep. And they're just like, well, I didn't do it. And it's like, uh, uh, I, I was so much smarter. It's like, no, no, you just didn't have anything to lose. Right. And that, I just, it, it really, I'm seeing, it, it bugs me because I'm seeing so much of this. I'm seeing so much of people who have nothing to lose telling other people who do have something to lose how to live their life. Right. And it, 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 um, it, it, it's, it just irks me in a way that I, I can't even fully formulate in words how pissed yeah. off it makes me. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also I, this is just like a pet peeve of mine. But whenever I see someone in their Twitter bio, bio they have pure blood in it, and that means that they weren't vaccinated. Like oh my, my eyes go back into my head. Uh, it's just Jesus like, Christ! Okay. <laughs> I prefer people who who joke about it. I prefer people who are just like, yeah, my right. sperm's gonna sell for millions. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Like, that to me is funny. I'm, I'm like, that's yeah, fine. no, yeah, yeah. But, but like, exactly. People who take it seriously, it's just ah. Like, I get it. I get it. It's important, right? But right, there are people who were really put in a tough spot, and and to talk right. down to them is is there's no self awareness to it. No, no social right. awareness to it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I can't, I can't get behind it. I, I, I can't, I can't even, um, comprehend the level of ignorance that I would have to have to do that. To, right. to, to attack yeah. someone for when put in a position to make a tough choice, I think made the wrong choice or made a choice I disagree with, but it's like, it strikes I mean, me as someone having a superiority complex. Yes. Right. Like you. It, they, you, the, these types of people where they will look about anything that they were right about or something, um, and they will use that to attack people who they view as made the wrong choice or maybe did something like incorrectly. Yeah. And they will just like uh, use that as like a pressure point and any possibility so that they can distinguish themselves from everyone. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's this, it's a thing where it's like, I'm going to invent a narrative by which yeah. It's not just that we made different choices. It's that I'm better than you for the choice I made. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which is just so narcissistic. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and it's a, it's, 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 it, I, I, again, there's just no, no, no ability to comprehend another mind. No ability mm -hmm. to put yourself yeah. in a, to put yourself mentally in a position where it's like, well, what choice yeah. would I make if I were looking at kids right. and looking at my right. bodily it, autonomy? It, they treat it as if as if the, if someone got vaccinated, they were just being completely irrational, which is obviously incorrect. 
<laughs> that's right. obviously not. That is uh, that true. is a great point. They they treat it like it's a totally irrational decision, as if there is no yeah. logical reason that a person might make that decision, even if they yeah. didn't want to. Right. <sighs> and then to say that, and then to say again, it, it's very much like the you know you mentioned the paying taxes thing earlier. It's just like well, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a reason people do that, and it's so they don't get their wages garnished, so they don't get. Yeah thrown in prison so they don't get all these other things that can happen to them if they elected not to and as you've said you know you you've made uh, the point so beautifully before that you know one day that you can your life can be ruined in one day going yes procedural yes uh yeah going in going into the justice if you find yourself interacting with the justice system there is Mm -hmm. a very real possibility that your life is ruined yeah and all it takes is one day that's absolutely yeah. right. All it takes is one day. Yep. And it happens all the time to millions of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. to think, to be so arrogant as to think it's not going to be you. <laughs> right. I just can't yep. comprehend that kind of arrogance. Because <laughs> there's millions I, of people I, in the I've system. Made, <laughs> I've made points before like this on Twitter, and people seem, some people seem to think that I'm like poo-pooing martyr people who choose to be and as I said, it's not the case at all. No. I just don't think it's correct for the martyrs to treat the people who don't follow them as bad people. <laughs> uh, or to treat them as if they're not martyrs in themselves. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, they're, they're martyrs in a different way. Yeah. I mean, somebody who chooses to take care of their family instead of, you know, uh, uh, how, how might they say it? Um, stubbornly standing up for their right to bodily autonomy. Um, someone yeah, who chooses in, in the eye of the state, right? Someone who chooses instead to make sure they can put food on their kids' table. Mm-hmm. They're they're a martyr in another way. They've they've had yeah. to had to sacrifice something important. Yeah, they're and meaningful. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I don't see. I I don't. I just don't. I don't they're see just the martyrs in it. for different things. And they're the, the one like <laughs> I think attacking either one over following the other is just dumb. Uh, it's just it's the the. Anyone who's in a position where they're a victim of some in a situation like that, frankly, mm-hmm. through no fault of their own, I, I just can't I can't find it in myself to to act like, oh, well, you should have just done this or that other thing. And it's like, no, I and, recognize the choice like, you had to make. I yeah. And I, I can't stress it enough. I'm not like dismissing martyrdom. My last piece on Substack was talking about the virtues of martyrdom. In yeah. Like, absolutely Um, and so but but it's i think it's very unethical to try to shame someone for not being a martyr though Uh, as we said both of these groups are martyrs in some sense but to shame someone into like if you're not a martyr shamed i think that's just deeply unethical or or, and for not i think part of it too i think some of it could be that they feel betrayed in some in some sense by right that just seems like an entitlement to me yeah I think there's a deep feeling of betrayal in a lot of libertarian circles because I think mm-hmm. libertarians have been told for so long that, and this is the, the, I mean, you hear this at Yao conferences, you hear this everywhere libertarians congregate, that everyone's a libertarian, they just don't know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's something that, that libertarians have been told forever and everybody kind of believes it. And then you, uh, uh, the libertarian community kind of ran up against COVID and right. it sort of forced the public reaction to that and the way that the media spun it and the way that people were responding to the media made them kind of understand that that's not true. And mm-hmm. that if people are scared enough, 
they don't care about your freedom or theirs for that matter. Right. Um, if people are scared enough, they will choose whatever they think makes them more safe. Right. And, and that realization, I think made a lot of libertarians feel betrayed almost by right. the public in a way that it was has, always kind of an insane claim to me, right? That everyone's yeah. a libertarian. Don't know it. because <laughs> It's like most people, what you can find in most people you talk to, agreement about certain policy proposals like if you talk to certain like democrats right they may be completely on board with leak we lead uh well i can't speak weed legalization right um, or something like that right lead or, legalization. Um, <laughs> yeah funny. yeah right right yeah 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 <laughs> sorry continue uh, you know, um you know it, it's something like that where it's like yeah they, they can be completely on board with that for a long time um and people they think huh see look they have libertarian sensibility but it, they could also view it uh, the, from their perspective, uh, the opposite perspective. The other person could say, oh, they have democratic sensibilities because they agree with us on that, you know? So exactly. it's like everyone, you know, so the, the and for some portion of me, those people, all it's going to take is Ron DeSantis coming out and saying there's fentanyl in the weed and they're flipped. Yeah, it, right. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, you know, for, for on, on that topic specifically, it, it seems very much that uh, just because you find agreement across like party lines with that. It doesn't mean that they're actually co- have a cohesive agreement with your philosophy. Right. right. Uh, that's always just been kind of an insane claim to me. Um, yeah, it's because it, here's the thing. If it, it depends on wording things cleverly, it's the kind of thing where it's like the politically homeless quiz. Have you ever read through the questions on the politically homeless quiz? Oh yeah. They're so like, they're so directed in a certain way. It's just, they're, it's like, yeah, they're, they are, uh, we'll say, I mean, if I were, if I were a rude man, I'd say they're cooked all hell. Uh, but let's just yeah. say they're framed <laughs> in a particular way. Yes. Um, so like it, people, but people fell for that. People fell for that totally. And, and I think, mm-hmm. and here's the thing. I think on some level it's true. I think most people have a moral compass that's comparable to most other people. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. Yeah, but I, you can you can say that there's an impression of maybe like there's a, a certain type of impressionistic libertarianism within a lot of people where they seemingly uh, are, are somewhat like can be lined up similarly to libertarians. Yeah, but not exactly. And it's the it's the divergences that are the point, right? That it's it's the like to me, libertarianism is not just a collage of like a bunch of random positions. No, and then right. a lot of people. You know what it's, I mean? It's, so it's, it's, a, it's like, a particular set of priors, and and the, the issue yes. is that most people don't share those priors, whether whether right, because exactly. they themselves have thought about it very deeply and decided they don't share them, or because they were trained from childhood not to not to have those right. priors. Um, yeah. And is and in either like case, lines, many times, like the the positions people hold will flip or switch or just change in general. Where it's like, yeah, now they believe this because you know their enemies now believe this so it's right. very much not principle it's very much like gut lower reaction um yeah so you know to be a libertarian isn't just like you agree with legal i you know, because look you could have a person who agrees like on policy uh, a lot of times with libertarians but until they understand why we under until they agree right. with the why i don't regard them as like necessarily um the same they're not. They're they're definitionally yeah. not the same because I think I think libertarianism necessitates those priors. 
and yes. and not having those priors means you're not in the club. You you might agree on a particular topic, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But if your priors are coming from somewhere else, whatever that's called, that's that's the descriptor right. that applies to you. Um, if we're using yeah. descriptors Maybe, to yeah. apply to people, right? That's Let me use an example. How that works. Uh, Exactly. I'm going to use an example that may like illustrate this more. Let's like imagine that uh, you have a person who says that state is completely illegitimate. Um, all the no one should have to pay taxes to the state. Um, you know, everyone should be. You know, these people should be released from uh, prisons. Um, and so a libertarian comes along and says, "Oh yeah, that guy's great. He's one of us." And then they go on to say that's because Bob owns every single person and every single parcel of land in this whole country. And you're all slaves to him. Exactly. That's why we oppose the state. And you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You had us in the first half, not going to lie. <laughs> no, oh. that's a great That's a great way to describe it. Where it's just like, yeah, all this, this authority is illegitimate. And all these people I think should be out of prison should be out of prison. Uh, yeah. Because I should be in charge. Oh, okay. Well, that's. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Then we disagree. All that tax money should be mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then yeah. I, I then we disagree on on principle. We disagree at the, right, at the yeah. core <laughs> of our worldview. We diverge greatly. Yes. Um, yes. Which is the the I think the the exact point of mm-hmm. that sort of thing, where it's like people fell for that idea. People yep. fell for the idea that everyone's actually secretly libertarian. Shh, don't tell them. Right. And it's like yeah. we're not. No, and it never made sense to me because it's like. We're not keeping it a secret. Libertarians have been some of the loudest motherfuckers on the internet since the internet came about. Yeah, it it it's, it's always struck me as like, look, we we're really more popular than we are. The type of cope uh, yes. to me. Yeah, <laughs> it feels that way. I, I mean, it's and that's like, the way you know, it felt. I, look, I went to popular. Exactly. I went to uh, I went to a few Yao conferences uh, when mm-hmm. I was in college. Because they had it uh, on the UNT campus. They had the Yao conference for the region. And so I, I went to a few of those. And that was always something that was talked about. Was this idea mm-hmm. that, that everyone's actually mm-hmm. libertarian. You know, if you give them this quiz that we cleverly wrote the questions to. Um, right. Everyone's actually secretly. And to me, it always came off as like, look, most people have, again, a comparable moral compass to most other people. But... Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone's a libertarian. Like that just doesn't make any sense. And also I I think some people will get this wrong, right? I've I've used the term I've said before. Most people act as anarchists in their daily lives, which is true. That is not that most people, that is not to say that most people are anarchists. And there's an important distinction there because (laughs) if they had power, if they had the, like the capacity to commit a lot of things that we don't like, I have no assurance that they wouldn't, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't the think that they have any philosophical opposition necessarily to it. I think it just happens to be that the costs are aligned in a certain way where they're not going to commit aggression because the costs are, you know, um, not in their favor. Right. Because most people's lives revolve around markets and free trade. That doesn't mean they have any yes. particular philosophical love for markets and free trade. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always, it's, it always, it, you're, you're describing it like a cope is perfect. It, it always felt like cope mm-hmm. for it to be yeah. like, everyone agrees with us actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, it's also very Marxist, right? That's what the Marxists always do. Which right. Is like, oh, every, every, you know, um, worker is really a member of the military. They just don't know. It. 
Yes. Everyone everyone is a socialist. Everyone wants the workers to have better conditions and all this. Other, yeah. And it's just like, well, yeah, everyone wants the workers to have better conditions. I agree with you. But mm-hmm. um, not everyone wants to seize the means of production. Right. Not everyone's about that. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think that revelation caused a lot of bitterness for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I think I yeah. think that revelation caused a lot of bitterness for a lot of libertarians who thought, mm-hmm. who thought, frankly, and this goes to your point in your more recent, most recent Substack, who thought that they were fighting the winning side. They were fighting on the winning right. side. They were going to win this battle for sure. We're like ten mm-hmm. years away from a libertarian uh, right. government, it's, y'all. Like it's it's going to happen for sure. Yeah, and it's like no. I think with. I think with COVID, what, what you saw, and you, you've mentioned this before, which is like, I think people thought that they were, all, yeah, as you said, they were on the winning side. They, they, were, they hadn't won, but they were approaching a more free world. And yes. then I think the, the setback of COVID, I think they thought that, I think to them, I think they had the realization probably for the first time that all of my activism meant nothing <laughs> uh, in, the, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, um, because all all they had to do was scare. And I'm not saying that's true that their activism meant nothing in a literal sense, but I think that's how they interpret. I don't think so. It. I mean, look, without guys like Jeremiah Harding, I I never would have been here. I'm I, uh, Jeremiah right. Harding is kind of my touchstone for yeah. that because he was on yeah, exactly. he was I mean, on fact, Tumblr I think the fact- when I was on Tumblr, and he's one of the guys that made me comfortable with just admitting to myself that I was an anarchist many 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 right. many years ago. I mean, you know. You could say that, well, the, the, you know, outreach doesn't work. You could say that. But then again, the fact that there are libertarians at all kind of defeats that point. Exactly. Exactly. So it's not like, (sighs) do not, you cannot think of your preferred social order coming about as your win condition. Yeah, yes, <laughs> correct. Because you yeah. are ultimately, I think, if you choose that as your win condition, you are doomed. You will yeah. lose. It would be like it would be like if I said my life will only have value if I if I live forever or something right, like that. Right. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, it's there's a there's that that cannot be your win condition. Your win yeah. condition has to be the 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 smaller uh victories that you have along mm-hmm. the way that that has to be yes. the win condition because yep. like, like just like this it, i mean it doesn't make any sense to me to to have oh my preferred social order comes about overnight i i won what how yeah it was like you know it was also like those people uh, a while back who were attacking scott horton do you, do you remember that on twitter and like to me it was like uh, well, because he hasn't achieved anything great. He hasn't ended any wars or something like that, right? Their, yeah, their win condition really was him ending wars. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's what they were saying. They were saying he was a failure because he hasn't actually done anything. He hasn't yeah. stopped any of these wars. Uh, and it was so insane to me. And it also, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, even if that's true, I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, but even assuming that, how many people did not join the military because they had listened to Scott Horton? Sure. You know, probably yeah. more than one. Oh, absolutely more than, more than one. How much so, of the look, how what percentage? And I'm not I'm not saying this because I think it's a ridiculously high percentage or anything. But just mm-hmm. what percentage of the cultural shift against the war in Afghanistan 
mm-hmm. is due to Scott Horton. Oh yeah, right. I mean, I mean, look, it it, it could be as high as one percent. It could yeah. be as high as even two percent. Even heroic. That's great. That's yeah. a win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing is, it's not it's not about Scott Horton being a hundred percent responsible for the cultural turn away from the war in Afghanistan. It's 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 about the the one percent that he did capture. That's what's meaningful. And, you know, That's I, the I think success. Some people might consider this right, and I think some people might consider this a little bit of a hyperbolic uh, analogy or example. But it would be like every any libertarian who becomes a libertarian is a win in sense. Yeah, uh, because if you're a person who believes libertarianism is more correct, then you just stopped a person from being a brown. Uh, right. You know. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, and I don't mean to say that in a literal sense where it's like, I think everyone not a libertarian is a brown shirt, but in the sense that everyone who's not a libertarian supports some aggressive state policy by definition uh, of yes, libertarian necessarily. Definition so, so you necessarily. So it's like, okay, you stop that person from supporting evil in your view. So isn't that a win from your perspective? It should be. I would like, I mean, look, I would like the, uh, the old Freebler guy, Freebler guys to consider to consider me a win. Right. Because because that was that was what ultimately did it for me was talking yeah. to those people and them them being comfortable saying, No, I'm an anarchist. It's because I'm consistent right. in this libertarian thing that I'm an anarchist. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, it took me it took me a little bit, but it, it was the kind of yeah. thing where it's like, yeah, okay, I'm comfortable I'm comfortable saying that about myself because um these other these other guys have shown me how. Right. It was yep. a it was an important thing. And and so I don't I, I wouldn't diminish that by saying that, you know, these dudes didn't accomplish their their preferred social order overnight, therefore they're failures. What do you right. mean? And I have I have no data to back this up, but I do wonder how much of this correlates with like the, the concept of like people needing instant gratification. Oh yeah. Right? Uh, where it's just like, well, you know, I, I, we've discussed we discussed this on the episode with with uh when when we were talking with Carrie and, and we were saying like uh you know it it sometimes it can take ye- if it happens it can take years to actually like convince someone that they you know of libertarianism or anything yeah. right uh, it's not going to be like this instantaneous thing so it's a it's i i think your substack that's why i think your substack piece was so good Oh, thank you. It's because it's it's the it is a perfect sort of encapsulation of this idea that like what what do you mean when you say you're going you want to win? What does that mean to you? Right. Yeah. Uh, what's what is your win condition? Because you can right. set yourself up for failure in defining your win condition poorly. Right. Exactly. Or like for example, when people say libertarianism doesn't work, what do you what does that mean? Like, what do you mean when you say that? Uh, it all depends on what. Exactly. It all depends. Is like what? How could libertarianism succeed in your view? What yeah. is your, your win what is it? What that? does it mean for libertarianism? That's the kind of thing. By the way, you're breaking up just a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm gonna hold on. I'll fix that real quick. All right. All right. All right. Um, it, it's the it it comes off to me kind of like okay, so it's it's it comes off as culty to me. There is a, yes. uh, there is a, and it's, it's just because of this one touch point that I have in Scientology, they have a whole program called keeping Scientology working. And this comes from one of the orders that was written by, uh, 
by uh, LRH himself, right? And the Keeping Scientology Working Order is the one that contains all of the uh, stuff about excommunication and um, attacking people who are cr- uh, critics of the church. And also the, all of that uh-huh. stuff is in that one memo, the, the Keeping Scientology Working Memo. And so this idea, the word, what does it mean? Your question made me think of this. This idea of just like this nebulous idea of working. It has so much baggage, like implicit baggage in that term. It really does. And it's it's so poorly defined when anyone says, you know, anarchism doesn't work. Libertarianism doesn't work. Yeah. What, is, what does working mean? What does it mean for a yeah. thing to work? First, well, let's define work. work yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But what, does it, what do you mean when you say work? What, is, what does function look like yeah. to you? To what end? <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, it just makes me think of like NLP and that's neurolinguistic programming and all this other stuff that, that, that mm-hmm. sort of, it, it just feels like word games when people yeah. start saying that shit. It's just like, what, what do you mean? Right. What do you mean? Doesn't work. Yeah. It, it just, it, ugh, ugh. <laughs> it makes my skin crawl a little bit because it makes me think of cults. It makes me think of cults yeah. and, and neurolinguistic programming and things like that. And also, it also is like, okay, well, what is working? Is the current thing working? <laughs> you know? Right. Like, what What do you mean by that? We're just going off on the same point, but it's like, yeah, what, what do you mean by that? Like, is the current regime succeeding? Uh, and, and if you have, and if you believe that there's a regime out there, hypothetically, that could exist that currently doesn't, that could work, why isn't it working now? Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, it, something like that. It's like, okay. Uh, like, I'm fully down with the belief that maybe none of this works in the sense that you cannot have a perfect social order. Yeah, well, you, yeah utopia decay. is impossible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fine. Uh, but that was never a part of my win condition. So yeah, I don't exactly. know when people say that. I don't know why, <laughs> like how this is a criticism. No, I, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. Um, but yeah, I think that's important. And I think, I think, I think libertarians generally, especially the internet libertarians kind of that, that frankly I came up around, um, Uh had a very poor definition of what it meant to succeed. Right. A very, a very poor, very nebulous, very, uh, an, an easy, uh, frankly, an easy way to lose. Right. It would be like, it would, it is almost like somewhat narcissistic to me too, where it'd be like, if I if I made a quota of saying okay I have to convince this amount of people in my time on Twitter of libertarianism and if I don't libertarianism doesn't work. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> no I, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. And here's the thing: it's not to say I didn't I didn't fall into it. Like I said, I went to fucking three YAL conferences when I was in college. I was in oh, on sure. it. But it, it's it's. I mean the 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 whole um the the whole everybody secretly libertarian thing always mm-hmm. kind of felt off to me a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, I mean I was willing to believe it. <laughs> like okay, fine, sure, um, oh, sure. It's it, it sounds it's nice to believe, uh, sure. you know, <laughs> yeah. And and it's the kind of thing that's that's. I don't think COVID really, if it, honestly, I think what affected that outlook more was law school. I think going to law school changed that outlook more because mm. it's just like reading all these cases and stuff where it's just like, man, you guys really buy this shit, huh? 
Like, <laughs> like y'all really, y'all really think this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it does. It changes your perspective. Like, the damn, you live like this, me? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Looking into someone else's mind, and it's just a mess. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and so so, but but it it didn't. What it didn't do was make me bitter and mad about it. Right. It's just like oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not upset that people don't believe like I believe. It's, I don't. It would be again. It would be incredibly arrogant for me to just assume and expect that they would. Right. Um. And and, and people are allowed not to. I just think my way's better. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I think I'm right. So yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think I, I, I think I think there's a lot of libertarians who couldn't come to that. Mm-hmm. And instead it was just like, oh, OK, so we're really th- this really is a fight that I'm probably going to lose. Do you think there's a certain element of they're bitter about it? And there's almost a certain element of the people who abandon libertarianism, who almost like want revenge a little bit on the people who they thought were libertarians. Uh, that being the populace for some uh, of them. And then of course, all of this of is just for some of these people, right? Cause of course yeah, none of this yeah, is going right. to apply to anybody in a blanket way, but right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just a, I'm talking about a specific subset of people. Yes. And you I, may know who I'm talking. I about. think, I think they feel it wasted their time. Yes. And so they want to attack it. They right. they they want to attack the thing that they feel wasted their time. Right. It's like it's, I, I was speaking I was speaking more so that the people who are like uh we have to gain state power to um in some sense stop these people for they're they're always very vague on how they want to do this but like stick it to the enemy and by that they just they also they don't just mean state they mean people who support the state in whatever like ambiguous way right uh so it almost seems to me that they want uh at least in my view it could be construed that they're almost vengeful uh, about like these people who they realize, oh yeah, they do still support the state and they do so genuinely. Yes, uh, it's it's not just you know uh, they're not actually just secretly libertarian. Yeah, no, I, I think there's definitely something to that. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely something to that idea that they that they're they're they are angry at the people who, um, you know, it, it could be a little bit of just like they made the dream impossible. Yeah, a type of resentment. Yeah. They did that to yeah. to me or to us or whatever. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah, there's something to that. I think there I think there's certainly something to that. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That was a long conversation about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it though. Um, yeah. it's always those episodes where you don't remember how you got to the point you're at. Yeah, no, uh, it's just it? kind of, it's just a, like we reach, we reach the end of that conversation and it's like, how do we get there? Oh yeah. The vaccine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't be mad at people for right. taking a vaccine. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's dumb. Um, stop it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that, uh, the meme where just like slap the phone out of their hands. Just like, cut it out. Stop what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I uh, uh, d- was there anything else that we were going to uh, discuss? Uh, no, I I think that was it. All right. Uh, let's get to plugs then. All right. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me on Ace underscore Arcus. Uh, Blue Sky. It's Ace Arcus dot Bisky B S K Y dot social. 
and subsec asarcus or yeah asarcus.substack.com excellent 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 uh pacing joska j-o-u-s-k-a on twitter uh pacing joska at blue sky or i'm sorry at pacing joska blue sky social um on on did i already said blue sky didn't I? Uh, anyway um <laughs> <laughs> and that's all i've got for plugs um all right uh again the the don't be surprised when you see a rerun in the next couple of weeks in the feed because that's there for on purpose reasons <laughs> and uh thank you so much for listening everybody later guys peace thank you for listening to another episode of the end times continue for links and other information come see us at tetc.show 